0: Hey, what's up, Tribe? It's Joseph. I want to thank you for tuning in this week to Tribe Podcast. This week, we were reading out of Proverbs 8, which is where wisdom describes herself and talks about how to attain wisdom, and and obviously, we're talking about divine wisdom from heaven, not the one from this world. And I really believe that as Yahweh God is, is showing us His ways and His nature, one of the very important things that he's giving us is his wisdom, is something that is not from this world, but from heaven, and I believe it's it's a, it's a big way of how to impact the culture and the world around us. I think that if there's anything this world, this nation, um, people need right now, it's divine wisdom, something from a completely different perspective that maybe we would never think of in the natural, and I believe that it is Yahweh's good pleasure to impart that wisdom into us. So, yeah, we talked about that this week, and I think it's very, very vital to our kingdom walk. So I hope it blesses you and and just means as much to you as it has to this tribe. So have a great week. Be blessed. I spoke on Wednesday night that I, I had gotten there and I feel like after that Sunday that I declared that the vigor of our youth is coming back to this place. And I made that big declaration. We all amen. that next week. I, I don't know what took place, but it seemed like every single call I got was, you know, this person's in the hospital and you know, this person's sick and, and this doesn't look good. And, and, you know, they're back in the hospital and people that shouldn't be in the hospital and haven't been dealing with anything. Now are in the hospital and, um, and I remember going to uh, getting ready for Wednesday night, and um, and just kind of frustrated about the whole situation. If I'm honest, just you know, I want to see this stuff, Yahweh. Like I know these are your promises. I don't have doubt there, but why can't I see this stuff? And why? And I don't even want to get up and declare things. And then you just—it's it's as if they're just proven wrong, almost. And then I. Uh, I get ready, get, start to step out the door with my family, and my son throws up all over the place. It was just like a slap in the face. And I got in the car, and I drove up, and I got to the, to the church, and I sat around the fire, and I was just I was sitting there just worshiping and, and being a part, and Yahweh spoke to me about the reason behind the trials that come. And I think that sometimes we miss it. We, we know that we, that we speak these things out there. We say these things, and it seems like we're tested by our word. And it's biblical because, like I say, just about every single week, trials come because of the word. However, the reason the trials come because of the word is a a big deal. It's not a test, it's not to test you, it's not to see if you can do anything. It's really number one, to show you that the word is true. That is evidence that the word is absolutely true. Well then you start to go, well then why do these things come? And it is because you are a son, you are a daughter, and the reason he gave you the word is because he believes that you're a faithful one that has everything within you to carry out that word. So what do you do in the face of those things? You put those things back into order. Yeshua had storms come to him. He was the answer to the storm. Yeshua had people that were sick come to him. They were not designed that way. They were not created in sickness. Yeshua was the answer to put that thing back into order, back into creation. And he's given us that ability. If you remember the story of Yeshua sleeping in the bottom of the boat and the disciples come to him, they're worried because this storm's about to take their lives and they're scared. And it's seemingly they do everything right. We're in worry, we're in doubt, let's take that to Yeshua. They take it to Yeshua, they bring him back up and they say, you know, what what are we going to do? Like, this thing is bad, can you save us, please help us? And Yeshua calms the storm and then turns around and rebukes them. What? What? I thought I did it. I was scared. I wanted to overcome that fear, so I went to Yeshua. I said, Yeshua, please save me. He saved me. I thought, we're good. Let's just sail away and, like, you know, be good. Bill Johnson says it best. He says there's some things that, that the Father wants to do for you, but oftentimes there's things he wants to do through you. And he wants you to recognize that within the presence of a king, within the presence of Yeshua, we have all authority to speak to these situations. We have all authority to speak to our bodies. We have all authority to speak to things that are out of order, to call things that are not as though they are. We have that authority to do those things. And I, and I believe that we have to come to a place where we're able to rest Remember this from last week, that we're able to rest in who he is in the need because the birds aren't worried. You remember in Matthew, the birds are not reaping and sowing and storing things up, yet he provides for them. So how much more will he care for you? And the flower has more is adorned with more beauty than Solomon himself, yet it doesn't toil to grow and become beautiful. It is beautiful. How much more will he adorn you with his beauty? The need side of things, we got to set aside and understand that we're meant to walk as kings and priests in this earth. And I have heard more about, this is ridiculous, so I'm sorry if you're one of the ones that have told me this, but I've heard more about the demonic forces I really, I really have. I've heard people talk about there's demons, and I believe that sometimes when these trials come, we are convinced that it's a demonic force coming against that word. It might be, but do you know that that demon is coming to be put back into order? That's a stretcher for me. Because who created them? <laughs> We're so convinced of the power of darkness. I hear that all the time, the powers of darkness. The powers of darkness... But I mean, for real, the the powers of darkness, we say that we don't believe that, but yet we are heralds for the powers of darkness. We are constantly acknowledging their presence within this earth and within this lifetime, within our bodies. They're coming against me, but I'm telling you, what they're coming to is if they're stepping into light, they turn into light. And before they were demonic, before Satan was Satan, he was angelic, and Yahweh created him. So that's why he laughs. <laughs> I created you. 1 Corinthians, I think it's 1.16, says, In him all things were created, both the earth and heaven, all things seen and unseen. And whether it be powers or thrones or rulers or authority, everything was created from him and everything was created for him. So what is he looking for? He's looking for sons to redeem these things back to the for him dimension, back to the place where they were designed and created, where they were meant to be. So when I see unrest come to me and knock on my doorstep, I immediately take that to Yahweh and say, I know your promises, and I know you've equipped me to deal with this. I am a man of rest, and I'm gonna declare it again. I'm not sleeping tonight, but I'm a man of rest. I'm not not feeling too great today, but I'm a man of rest. I'm a man of health. I'm a son, and I put these things back into order, and I call things and rejoice over things as if they are now, now things, now created things. Right now, this is exactly what I see is the goodness of the Lord in my land. It encourages me, and it edifies me, and it lifts me up in my spirit when I know that this is the true promise, that I am a son, and that I do walk with all authority. And we get so stuck on these worries and these needs, and we get convinced of the powers of darkness. And I know it seems laughable, but I'm talking about when you look at something, and something in your heart goes, oh, no. Someone tells you something that seems a little off, or you look at your financial situation, or something just happens in your marriage, or uh, with a friend, or whatever else, and and we go, oh, no. And that fear comes in. Cannot redeem in fear, only in rest. Sometimes I feel like we have these things that come up that we get fearful over. And we're like, Yahweh, if you'll just help me in this area, if you'll just deliver me from this, this moment, if you'll just help me right here, then, then you know I, I just, I'll praise your name, I'll just rejoice. I'm, I, I, and and the, the Bible says that, that for God so loved the cosmos that he gave his only begotten son. And we're so, like this, focused on a need. And he's saying, like, I'll fix your pinky toe that you just stubbed. It's all good. I'll fix your financial situation. I want you to walk over here to a field because I need four more trees that to bud. And I need heaven to come to earth for the whole of the creation. Something completely out of it. Or, or I, need you to, uh, I need you to invest right here because I have some things I want to give to you. But you've got to trust me in this. Don't worry about, it. David, I, I, know, I know you don't feel good right now and you feel sick and all those things. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of that. What I need you to do is I need you to walk this field. Ellen, I know that you got a hip issue and I know that this seems weird, but I'm gonna take care of that hip issue. I need you to walk these, this certain place. On Tuesdays and Thursdays with a group of women, I need you to declare things into the earth. That's what I need you to do. And if you'll focus on my need for you and this walk, I will deliver you from the things that you're currently walking in. We've got to come to a place of rest, or we will not ever be the ones that are designed to be the dreamers. We're we're designed to see things differently. We are. We're designed to see things completely differently. Not good insight, miraculous, life changing, heavenly perspectives. And I believe it's what Yahweh is bringing to this place. From the face-to-face, remember the word Benjamin gave us, his, he's, he's given us the blueprint of his ways from a face-to-face Jacob generation encounter. But number one is rest. And I keep reading this scripture. We, we read it last week. I want to read it again just because it makes me feel amazing. It's Matthew 11, verse 25 says, Then Jesus exclaimed, Father, thank you for you are Lord, the supreme ruler over heaven and earth and you have hidden the great revelation of your authority from those who are proud and wise in their own eyes. Instead, you have shared it with these who humble themselves. Yes, Father, your plan delights, listen to this, yes, Father, your plan delights your heart as you have chosen, say chosen, this way to extend your kingdom by giving it to those who have become like trusting children. (laughs) Yes, Father, your plan delights your heart as you've chosen this way to extend your kingdom by giving it to those who have become like trusting children. You have entrusted me with all that you are and all that you have. No one fully and intimately knows the Son except for the Father, and no one fully and intimately knows the Father except the Son. But the Son is able to unveil the Father, listen to this, to anyone he chooses. The Son, Yeshua, Jesus, the Christ, is able to unveil the Father to anyone that He chooses. Are you weary carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. Sometimes it's that plain and simple. Where do we get rest from? Him. He is rest. Be anxious for nothing. But in all things, say all, All. through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving in your heart, make your requests known unto Yahweh. And the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Yeshua. That's the lifestyle of a kingdom man. That's the lifestyle of rest. It comes from going to him. Are you weary carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways, and you'll discover that I'm gentle, humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me. For all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear there are so many things that take place within the face-to-face experience of Yahweh and what I believe He's giving to us and I think it's so simple to say that or to think in your mind Yahweh is giving us a blueprint for His ways okay we're going to be more like Christ and we're going to do these there is such power and authority in just some of the most bizarre crazy things in the Bible that are associated with the ways of Yahweh and to sit there and to say like good prophetic word Ben or to just let that just go off of like that was a good dream and not like set our hearts on this would be missing the greatest thing that I think we've ever been given that he's giving us his ways one of the things I believe we're first going to start to impart he's going to start to impart from his ways is his wisdom And I don't mean the world's wisdom, I've been hearing this for a while, but wisdom. Supernatural, divine wisdom. There's a phrase that's used for people that are on drugs or drinking or whatever else, and it's under the influence. And for some reason, I feel like it, it just means that they're affected by the substance that they're partaking of. And, I, and that can be from performance enhancing things. It can be from alcohol and, and other drugs. But I, I believe that Yahweh started to say it to me like this, that we're to operate as kingdom sons and daughters under the influence of wisdom under the influence of wisdom. So today, I really want to spend some time and I want to talk about what wisdom is. I I feel, I was telling Jonathan, we were talking this morning and I said, you know, I believe that we're going to go down this road of wisdom and divine wisdom and he's going to reveal some things and all of that kind of stuff. But right now, I believe that I'm just to speak about what wisdom is. And she talks about herself in the Bible. So we're going to talk about that this morning. And I just want to read. Mostly what I'm going to do this morning is read. So just enjoy it. Don't fall asleep. Just enjoy the, uh, the amazing revelation that is just in the Bible. We're going to start real quick before I get into what she says about herself. I'm going to talk about what wisdom is, what wisdom is not. And this is found in James, the book of James 3, verse 13. It says this, If you consider yourself to be wise and one who understands the ways of God, advertise it with a beautiful fruitful life guided by wisdom's gentleness see immediately reading this to me my my mind shifted about what I think wisdom is and what it looks like it's what Yahweh always does I think I've got a word I think I understand I think I've got it I think I'm gonna get this I think it's good I think I've read the right thing I think I have a good understanding and he says just read this real quick like that's not the qualities I put in wisdom but see, Solomon, you, know, you heard me talk about this last week, Solomon by himself, by the natural, who is considered the wisest man to ever walk the earth and the wealthiest man who ever walked the earth, he himself was naturally wise. We know this just from his upbringing, who his parents were. He was wise and he was beautiful. He was of royal descent. He was, he was wise and he was, and he was beautiful. But Solomon himself knew and asked for divine wisdom there's gotta be another level because this is, I'm smart and I'm street smart and I know how things go and I've been around the kingdom for a while but I don't know how to go in and come out. I'm like a little child, please give me wisdom which pleased the father and he said, I'm not only gonna give you wisdom because you didn't ask for long life and wealth, I'm still giving you that. So he knew that there's another level of wisdom that he didn't have. So if you consider yourself to be wise and one who understands the ways of God Advertise it with a beautiful, fruitful life guided by wisdom's gentleness. Never brag or boast about what you've done, and you'll prove that you're truly wise. Never brag or boast about what you've done, and you'll prove that you're truly wise. But if there is bitter jealousy or competition hiding in your heart, then don't deny it and try to compensate for it by boasting and being phony. For that has nothing to do with God's heavenly wisdom, but can best be described as wisdom of this world. He's making a a distinction between the two. I can tell you that I believe that through these past three or four years, Yahweh has given me some divine wisdom in multiple situations. It's undeniable in my heart. I believe it's undeniable for people around me. And it's so divine that I could never boast in it. I could never come back and say, look what I've done. I know I have not done it. I couldn't repeat it if I tried. It was just the word, the wisdom in that moment that came from a place other than here. And this is what I believe. If anything this world needs right now, if anything this nation needs right now, if anything this time needs right now, it's wisdom from sons and daughters, divine wisdom from sons and daughters who are not boastful and prideful and all about their opinions, but understand what true wisdom is. And that's what he wants to impart into us. So 16 says, so whatever jealousy and selfishness are uncovered, you will also find many troubles and every kind of meanness. But the wisdom from above is always pure and filled with peace, considerate and teachable. You have divine wisdom, yet you're considerate and teachable. You're kind. Divine wisdom has peace within it. You should not be toiling or fighting or trying to prove your point. That is not wisdom from above. It has peace wrapped in it. It is filled with love and never displays prejudice or hypocrisy in any form. And it always bears the beautiful harvest of righteousness. Good seeds of wisdom's fruit will be planted with peaceful acts by those who cherish making peace. Good seeds of wisdom's fruit will be planted with peaceful acts by those who cherish making peace. There's one thing I think needs to shift in the church. We're so scared of accepting other people or accepting things that that don't really look like us, that have not. Let me speak to our church. I'm I'm, I'm not going to speak to the church. I'm going to speak to our church. I think one of the most difficult things to come and be a new person in this church is is that there's so much history and so much that we have done that we feel complacent in where we are and qualified to be right here. We are to this moment. There is an ongoing word. And I want you to know that if you are joined here, if Holy Spirit brought you here, you are part of the new. And you do not have to have a prerequisite. Let me talk to these two up top right here. You over here, Kaylee slash Brittany, as I call her. You guys in the back, anybody that has been joined to this place, you do not have to have a prerequisite to be right here. The reason that we are ongoing is because you are here. And we're thankful to have all of you here in this house. One of the things that I feel like as the church broadly does is we are scared to, make, uh, t- to take away dividing lines. Get ready. Where do you stand on homosexuality? Where do you stand on alcoholism? Where do you stand on politics? I hate the sin, but it's also bad to have the seed. And you you might not have committed murder, but you've allowed hate in your heart. And you might not be a homosexual, but you've been perverse in sex you know You know what I'm saying like we might be good in some areas but there's always areas where we have not fought. and our job is not to to start talking about what is right and what is wrong the only thing that's right is Yahweh the only thing that is that can change anything is what the kindness of the Lord that leads men to change the way that they think so our aim needs to stop being change and start being love so if we aim at love and we aim at being not accepting and saying this is all right and you can't have your opinions and stances, but what trumps all of that becomes the love of Christ because he's the one that we would all be mad at because of who he was sitting at the table with and what he was doing that we would di- disagree with it completely. If you don't think you would, you need to go back and look at the Bible and you need to read the stories of who he was sitting with and understand that his aim was not change. His aim was love. His aim was to dispel the Father but the kindness of the Lord leads men to change so I believe in this day we have got to let go of our opinions and our just firm stance on all these things that we just know is right you might be right but you're not right enough the only thing you need to display is the love of Christ and this scares 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 the church because it's letting go of the reins and what if we have homosexuals come in this place Listen, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm saying this for real. What if we have people with other opinions that did not vote on the same person you voted for, don't look exactly like us, have gone through drug addiction, have gone through or are currently in that state? We have got to be the people that not our open arms like, you know what, come all. Just so we can have more people in church. But do come all in, in my life. I want to meet people like this that Yahweh wants to put me in their path so that I can't change them, but I can show them the love that Yahweh has shown me in every single situation. So the sin is bad, but so is the seed. And we need to understand that we are, we are to be like Christ, that we are to be conformed more into his image. And instead of focusing on fixing all of the different bad things around you, let the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your heart and mind. And let him do what he predestined to do from the very beginning, and that is just conform you more into the image of Christ, not more into the image of the culture. And honestly, a lot of our opinions of this culture are because of the culture. (laughs) He imputes his righteousness. You can't attain it. I believe you should walk morally. I believe that you should stand firm in your faith and your beliefs. And you do know what's right and wrong. I'm not trying to sit up here and say those kinds of things. But I'm talking about we need to stop making dividing lines that he never made. We don't need to draw lines in the sand that he's trying to Get rid of. But the wisdom from above is always pure. It's filled with peace and considerate and teachable. It's filled with love and never displays prejudice, hypocrisy in any form. And it always bears the fruitful harvest of righteousness. Good seeds of wisdom's fruit will be planted with peaceful acts by those who cherish making peace. I just do not see that in the people that are slinging the sword of politics or religion. I just don't see it. I don't feel like it's possible to carry that sword and, and be in peace. I just know it's the two things Yeshua warned us against. and It's the two things that are most prevalent in our day. And I believe that what he wants to do is to redeem things back and it's going to take divine wisdom to redeem things back to what he intended it to be. Does that make sense to everybody? You know, we we get these opinions about things and we decide like, because I really did not want Joe Biden or whoever else to be the president, all of a sudden now I have the authority to speak crud over him and not pray for him. (laughs) If you live your life by the culture, you'll be conformed to the culture. If you live your life by the Bible and what he says and the spirit of God, then you'll always be conformed more into the image of Christ. I have opinions on politics. I have my opinions on the way I want things to go. I have all of those things. I care about my children's future. But more importantly, I care about the kingdom of God. And I know that if the kingdom of God is growing, darkness will not prevail. So I don't need to worry about anything else. I don't need to worry about the politics. I don't need to sling that sword. All I'm going to do is prove to my kids that I don't believe what I say. And it's tough. (laughs) It's challenging to pray for your enemies. It's even more challenging to bless your enemies. But the scripture does not change. And I think that what he's been doing for the longest time now is trying to separate us. Trying to make us holy like he is holy to us. And separate us from this fight and battlefield of this earth. That he wants us to come back to the unseen place where we were formed where we knew him before we were formed. Let's talk about wisdom. Let's let wisdom talk about herself. This is going to be out of Proverbs 8, out of the Passion Translation. Can't you hear the voice of wisdom? From the top of the mountain of influence, she speaks into the gateways of a glorious city. David, could you get up here on the keyboard? I, I know it sounds weird, like I'm trying to create, an, I'm not trying to create any kind of atmosphere. I believe that ministry comes from sound and it becomes from a spoken word. I, I believe that he, David, I, I, I want him to minister this scripture to you through the sound, however that comes out. Can't you hear the voice of wisdom? From the top of the mountains of influence, she speaks into the gateways of the glorious city. At the place where pathways merge, at the entrance of every portal, there she stands, ready to impart understanding, shouting aloud to all who enter, preaching her sermon to those who will listen. She says, I'm calling to you, sons of Adam, yes, and to your daughters as well. Listen to me, and you will be prudent and wise, for even the foolish and feeble can receive an understanding heart that will change their inner being." For even the foolish and feeble can receive an understanding heart that will change their inner being. The meaning of my words will release within you revelation for you to reign in life. My lyrics will empower you to live by what is right. For everything I say is unquestionably true, and I refuse to endure the lies of lawlessness. My words will never lead you astray. All the declarations of my mouth can be trusted. They contain no twisted logic or perversion of truth. But I promise you even the truth of this world contains some perversion. Even the things that you believe, this is right, what they're speaking, they know, if it did not come from heaven, it is not true enough, enough. It is not all that is real. But wisdom contains no twisted logic or perversion of truth. All my words are clear and straightforward to everyone who possesses spiritual understanding. If you have an open mind, (laughs) this is something that the church and that people just don't have anymore. If you have an open mind, you'll receive revelation knowledge my wise correction is more valuable than silver or gold. The finest gold is nothing compared to the revelation knowledge that I can impart. Wisdom is so priceless that it exceeds the value of any jewel. Nothing you can wish for can equal her. For I am wisdom, and I am shrewd and intelligent. I have at my disposal living understanding to devise a plan for your life. Wisdom pours into you when you when you begin to hate every form of evil in your life, for that's what worship and fearing God is all about, then you will discover that your pompous pride and perverse speech are the very ways of wickedness that I hate. In Proverbs nine, it talks about the start of wisdom. It begins with the fear of the Lord. If you want wisdom, you have to fear the Lord. That means to be in awe of the Lord. That means to be, be uh, in reverence to those face-to-face moments, to see them as the absolute uh, necessity in your life, the source. Your pompous pride and perverse speech are the ways, very ways of wickedness that I hate. You will find true success when you find me. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. You will find true success when you find me. You will find true success when you find me. For I have insight into wise plans that are designed just for you. I has not seen nor ear heard, nor internet of the heart of man the things that he has planned for you. For those who love him. There is not a rule book here, there's not a blueprint here to follow other than ways. I have insight into wise plans that are designed just for you. I hold in my hands living understanding, courage, and strength. I empower kings to reign and rulers to make laws that are just. I empower princes to rise and take dominion and generous ones to govern the earth. I will show my love to those who passionately love me. We're still talking about wisdom. Wisdom is one of the first fruits that comes out of, first gifts that come out of Holy Spirit. In fact, in Exodus, Bezalel, I believe is his name, is the first man to receive the Spirit of God, and the first way that it's shown is in creativity and wisdom. He becomes artistic. I empower kings to reign and rulers to make laws that are just. I empower princes to rise and take dominion and generous ones to govern the earth. I will show my love to those who passionately love me for they will search and search continually until they find me. It's weird because we're talking about Yahweh at the same time. We're also talking about Yeshua. We're also talking about Holy Spirit. wisdom is telling us to seek her, that you can actually encounter wisdom. I'm not trying to get all spooky on you. I'm just reading the Bible, that there is, a, there is a her called wisdom, and she wants to speak to you in the secret place. She wants to impart something to us in the secret place. The secret place is face to face with Yahweh. He gives all wisdom. He releases the authority for her to come to you, but you got to see wisdom as a person, as a her, not a thing of this world. It's, 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 it's divine wisdom. It's what walked with Solomon. I will show my love to those who passionately love me for they will search and search continually until they find me. Unending wealth and glory come to those who discover where I dwell. Can I get an amen? Amen. The riches of righteousness and a long satisfying life will be given to them. Can I get another amen? What I impart has greater worth than gold and treasure, and the increase I bring benefits more than a windfall of income. What I impart has greater worth than gold and treasure, and the increase I bring benefits more than a windfall of income. I lead you into the ways of righteousness to discover the path of true justice. Those who love me gain great wealth and a glorious inheritance, and I will fill their lives with treasures. In the beginning, I was there. This, I... This part messes me up. In the beginning, I was there, for God possessed me even before he created the universe. From eternity past, I was set in place, before the world began. I was anointed from the beginning. Before the ocean's depths were poured out and before there were any glorious fountains overflowing with water, I was there dancing. Even before one mountain had been sculpted or one hill raised up, I was already there dancing. He created the earth, the fields, even the first atom of dust. I was already there. When He hung the tapestry of the heavens and stretched out the horizon of the earth, when the clouds and skies were set in place and the subterranean fountains began to flow strong, I was already there. When He set in place the pillars of the earth and spoke the decrees of the seas commanding the waves so that they wouldn't overstep their boundaries, I was there, close to the Creator's side as, he mas- as His master artist daily he was filled with delight in me as I playfully rejoiced before him I laughed and played so happy with what he had made will find while finding my delight in the children of men so listen my sons and daughters to everything I tell you for nothing will bring you more joy than following my ways so listen listen my sons and daughters, to everything I tell you, for nothing will bring you more joy than following my ways. Listen to my counsel, for my instruction will enlighten you. You'll be wise not to ignore it. If you wait at wisdom's doorway, longing to hear a word for every day, joy will break forth within you as you listen for what I'll say. Come on, hear this hear this is not just a Bible verse, as we say. Not just a Bible. Like, this is wisdom today speaking to you. Specifically to you. Specifically to this tribe. If you wait at wisdom's doorway, longing to hear a word for every day, joy will break forth within you as you listen for what I'll say. For the fountain of life pours into you every time that you find me. And this is the secret of growing in delight in the favor of the Lord. But those who stumble and miss me will be sorry they did. For ignoring what I have to say will bring harm to your own soul. Those who hate me are simply fl- flirting with death. I believe that today is a day of casual Christianity coming to a close. I believe that today is a day that the power and wisdom of, divi- of of heaven is to come to Yahweh's people. I believe that today is the day that if you are walking in sickness, if you're walking in worry, if you're walking in anxiety, it's time to knock at wisdom's doorstep and get a divine solution from heaven as your source. And stop Googling everything. Stop Watching everything, start listening to what she will say to you. She is real. Amen. This is, I believe, bullet point one of his ways. is what he's what we're going to get as a tribe first is wisdom wisdom's about to start to break forth in your own life if you seek don't look for it to look like anything you've ever looked at before don't look like it to sound like anything you've ever heard before if you're looking at anything other than his face you will never find wisdom and i and yahweh so so you know what let's let's stand let's receive this yahweh we say yes to this day we say yes to this this uh this gift within your ways wisdom We speak to you and we just knock at your door and we say we love you like you love us. Impart your divine wisdom within our hearts. Let us see things from perspectives we've never seen. Bring joy and the vibrance of your life back into our lives. Let us run and not grow weary. Let Let us be able to rejoice in these days. Let us be able to run in these days. Let us be able to be restored back to the vigor of our youth. Show us your ways today, Wisdom. We receive you into this house. We receive you into this tribe. And we say yes to step one in your ways. We, re- we say yes to the gift through Holy Spirit of wisdom today. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Tribe Podcast. To learn more about us or ways to give, please visit our website at tribechurch.com.